play an instrument, by the way. I can sing really well. I play the air guitar. I play air drums. Mel gets frustrated with the air drums because they end up being the couch, the dash of the car, the steering wheel, my lap, anything within reach. I reckon it all sounds pretty good. <laughs> but looking at um, Eli's guitar, there's not six strings. He's got like 12 strings. I want to know if that means if I cut one, if it matters. <laughs> You've still got another. Okay, I won't touch it, I promise. Can you believe we're in the third week already of January? I mean, it's the 17th. I mean, it's, it's legitimately, seriously just flying. You know, we celebrated... Uh, as a family, we celebrated Nathan's eighth birthday yesterday. Just time flies, doesn't it? It just goes so quickly. The year goes so quickly. But we're in a brand new year. We're in 2016. And last week, for those that were here um, last week, and actually for those that weren't here, you know, not to make anyone feel guilty, but man, it was an awesome message. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Like, get it on CD. And why do I say that? Not because I preach it, because I just felt like God shared revelation with me that I shared with the church, you know. Um, and I think it's really good, healthy stuff to help us into our tomorrow. I mean, if you have plans, if you can see the stuff that God has for you, get a hold of that message. Legitimately, get a hold of it. I'm going to try to continue on some of that today. Because last week I was talking about in our 2016, we need to cross over. We need to cross over into our promised land. That You know, we've had people that have brought us out of that place of slavery, but we're wandering and we're wandering in our lives, still stuck in stuff, still slaves to things, still aimlessly meandering, really, when God wants us to step into our promise. And we looked at the sacrifice that that would take, the sacrifice on our side to cross over into our promised land, you know, and all the stuff that we would leave behind. In fact, one of the great revelations that I felt like God showed me that I shared last week was that God spoke after death, that he, you know, he... If, he speaks to Joshua and says, hey, Joshua, Moses is dead. And then God speaks. And for a lot of us, we've got stuff that we're holding on to from last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. And God's waiting for some stuff in our life to die that we seem to keep resuscitating because he's waiting for it to die so that he can speak the new word into our life. Yeah? And that, that word I shared last week isn't just for us, but it's for us to work through us for those around us. Because that's how the promise is spread, yeah? The problem is if we don't get the promise for us, then those around us miss out. And those around us actually fail to step into their promised land as well because we're not stepping into ours. So as we look at that this week about crossing over into our 2016, into our promised land, there's a question I want to ask us and it's what can stop us or what do we do that stops us possessing, that stops us stepping into our promised land that God wants us to walk into? So we're going to pray for a great word. We're going to believe for it. So raise your hands, point them to heaven, and repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, speak to us today. Give us life today that we may possess our promise that we may step into our promised land in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. All right. So if you've got your Bibles, let's have a look. 
Because our journey into 2016 and, and the life that Daddy has for us starts with faith. Is that a fair comment? It starts with a little bit of faith. So if you've got your Bibles, Joshua chapter 3, verse 7. Joshua chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. I'm going to read quickly. And it reads, The Lord told Joshua, Today I'll begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I'm with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Now, we want to jump down a bit further to verse 14. Verse 14 to 16 of that same chapter 3 in Joshua. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests stepped, who were carrying, so as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above the point began banking up a great distance away. This is really important, yeah? A great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zerathon. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. That's a really important point too. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Now why are they really good points? This is an awesome story because sometimes we don't realise what's happening when we start our faith journey. Yeah? We don't realise what's going on. Because you've got to think about the priests. They stepped into the water that was flooded. Yeah? They stepped into the water that was flooded. And the scripture says that as they stepped into the water, well, actually, let me tell you what it doesn't say. It doesn't say anything happened around them. What it does say is that the water that was a great distance away stopped flowing. So from a town, it could be we step into a river here and then somewhere in Wendaree, the water stops flowing. So here are the priests being asked to step into the water because they're going to cross over on dry ground and they're still in water. And it's still flowing, yeah? Because it says that it kept flowing down towards the Dead Sea. So they're stepping in the water and it's still moving and nothing's happening and they've got one to two million people behind them that are going, well, what's happening? Because the water that stopped, the miracle happened a distance away, Yeah? So the water stopped flowing all the way up there. The wall starts. Now the water from this side of the wall is flowing. So eventually it'll run past them. And eventually as it gets to the Dead Sea, then this whole section of river is completely dry and they can cross over. You're just catching that picture. I'm trying to paint a picture for you. See, it took faith for the priests to stand there and just wait. They had to just wait. You know, what would they have been thinking when they were standing there not knowing that the river up, upstream, the wall had started and they were just waiting for it, you know, like the last carriage on the train. They were just waiting for it to pass by. What were they thinking? Because the truth is, at the beginning of possessing what God has for us in 2016, it's going to take a little bit of faith. And for you and I, even after we step into what God has for us, you've got to grab this we might not see anything happening around us because it happened and it's happening all the way up there. And it's going to catch up to us 
and it's going to be a part of us and we're going to be able to step onto dry ground into the promise that God has for us. But there's a moment when we step into the very thing that God has for us that there's nothing happening around us. It's happening, we just don't see it. Yeah? And this year, to step into our 2016, we need to take steps of faith and hang in there even though you don't yet see it. Yeah? The priests didn't get so frightened that they backed out and said, Moses, it's not happening. Hey, Moses. No, Joshua, it's not happening. It's not happening, Joshua. We're in the water. It's not happening. Joshua didn't have to hurry them back into the water. They just stood there and they waited. And they waited for God's promise, for God's word to come to pass, yeah? For their faith to activate. And so I just want to suggest for us this year, some of us, as you step into what God has for you, there's got to be a little bit of a wait. It's coming. It's coming. It hasn't not started. It started, but it started a distance away. And it's on its way. Amen? You know, last week I said that God had to change leaders because Moses led people out of something, but he couldn't lead them into something. And it took Joshua and Joshua type people to lead the people into their promise. Yeah. So God made a change of leaders. So today, with all of that in mind, with a step of faith, not seeing stuff happening straight away, knowing that you may be where you're at because someone's helped you out but you've not fully stepped into all that God has for you, the question today is, how can you and I stop the promise? How can we not gain the promise, not get the promise? How can we stop the promise? How can you stop the promise? Actually, look to the person on the right side of you and say, why are you stopping your promise? Go on, do it, Mal. Do it, find someone behind you. Say to Senan, why are you stopping your promise? Now, the answer should be, the person next to you should be, I would never do anything to stop the promise of God for my life. And most of you are saying, Pastor, I would do absolutely nothing to stop the promise of God for my life. I want the promise of God for my life. Really? Are you sure? Are you really sure? If you get anything today from all of this stuff, there's one phrase I want you to catch that I'm going to repeat. Whatever gets spread, gets possessed. Whatever gets spread, gets possessed. And I loved what you shared, Scott, because what you were spreading, yeah, I believe, ended up being the very thing that was possessed by that lady friend of yours. Yeah? So whatever gets spread, gets possessed. Now, keep that in mind. To grab what God has for you, you've got to step out in faith. You might not see it initially, and the people around you might not see it initially, but it's happening, but it's happening a distance away. Yeah? Now, whatever gets spread gets possessed. So let's have a look at Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13, we're going to read from verse 25. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they'd seen and showed them the fruit that they'd taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. It is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. Verse 28, but, but, man, we should underline it. 
and circle it and highlight it. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there and descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Gev, the Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. Wow. Twelve spies go walkabout to suss out the promise that God has for the children of Israel. Twelve spies go walkabout. And finally, after 40 days, they get back, yeah? They get back after their little walkabout and they start, yes, the land is beautiful. It's lovely. It's flowing with milk and honey. The grass is green. So good, in fact, check out some of the fruit that we collected. It was awesome. We've been eating this stuff. It's actually kept us strong. It's a beautiful land. What God has promised for us is awesome. It's so good. It's bountiful. And then it starts. But, 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 but the people are powerful. But the towns are fortified. But there are, there are giants there. Hey, Moses... I reckon it's the perfect place, but it's not for us. Yeah? It's too hard. They're too big. They're too strong. It's going to be impossible. We should find another place. In fact, they probably said, Moses, why don't you go and take the land? We thought you would do it. I mean, you, the way that you led us out of Egypt and the way that you parted the sea, the waters, we reckon you go, we'll hang back. Because they're really big, but once you're done, we'll come. They come back, and this is what they start to share. Now, get it into your spirit. Whatever gets spread, gets possessed. Whatever gets spread, gets possessed. In fact, what got spread, the whole people possessed. They, one to two million people, depending on the theologian that you want to have a look at, to telling you how many there were, tells us that for 40 years they just did this, aimlessly, because what got spread got possessed by the people. The spies go in, they see this awesome fruit, that's the land that's plentiful and bountiful. They know the promise, but they saw the giants that were in the way, but they saw the walls of the fortified city, but they realised the commitment that it would take on their part. But they saw the sacrifice. Man, I don't want to sacrifice that much. I don't know if I can commit myself to that. You mean church once a week on a Sunday? Oh my goodness, heaven forbid. Let's go fortnightly. It's true. Now, don't get me wrong. This word's going to be tough and challenging. But it's tough and challenging for me because that's what God shares with me. Yeah? So, here's what... They start just the but, the but, the but, the but, the but. That's all they talked about. And they spread that it couldn't be done. And it took 10 men to ruin it for all of the children of Israel. 10 men because of what they spread. 10 men ruined it. How did they do that? Because what gets spread gets possessed. What gets spread gets possessed. So this year in 2016, let's be real, yeah? We may need to consider the people we camp around us. 
Because it's really important for us to know who we're camped near and with, who we're in close relationship with, who we spend time with, who's speaking into our lives. Because whatever gets spread gets possessed. And I don't know about you, but my 2016, I want to be brilliant. I don't want it to be good. I don't want it to be okay. I don't want it to be like 2015. I want it to be brilliant. And whatever gets spread in my life will be what I possess. Yeah? See, in the conversations that you have with each other in those times together, the stuff that gets talked about, the things that get said, that stuff that gets spread changes attitudes. It actually changes atmospheres. And, this, and as you find yourself with those attitudes and in those atmospheres, that's what you and I are going to find ourselves possessing. You know, I was listening to a Bill Johnson message uh, over the last few days. And he was talking about worship and honouring the point. And we've shared this before in church. And he has this example, he tells this story, how when you go hunting, um, they've got a hunting dog and, and hunting dogs, and the hunting dogs will run out. And eventually one of those dogs will, will get the scent, the, the smell of the prey. And that the first hunting dog that does that stops and points to where the prey is. Now, the other hunting dogs, all running around looking for the prey, noticing that there's one dog that's actually stopped and pointing, though they haven't yet smelt it, they stop and they honour the point of the first dog and they point in the same direction because as the wind moves and changes, they then get the scent, yeah? So he shares that and he says, for him... That's, that's what it's like for him in worship. He says that sometimes when he goes to church, he goes and he doesn't feel like it. Who's ever come to church and not felt like worshipping? Come on, let's be honest. You know, there are just some times where lifting your voice, raising your hands and smiling is tough. Could you imagine for the guys that are up here sometimes, yeah? And he says that sometimes people will grab him and they'll share something before the service and he gets up and he's just not in the zone. He's just not in the space. But he notices something. He sees someone worshipping with their arms raised. He sees, like the hunting dog that stopped and point, he sees someone that's caught on to the scent of what's happening in the atmosphere. And so what he does is though he can't smell it, see it or feel it, he goes, well, if they have, if they know it's there, then I'm just going to point the same way and I'm going to do it too. And then he shares in this message that that's what they have taught the church. See, what gets spread gets possessed. So why do they have phenomenal things happening in their worship time? It's because that's what they've taught and the people have grabbed hold of that and they possess that. And so when they see that someone's found what the Holy Spirit's doing in the midst of their, their corporate worship, they just all go for it and they just all worship. That's what gets spread. So guess what, guess what they possess? You know, what would be the outcome if the ten hadn't focused and spread the butts? What would have been the outcome, really? Imagine if they just went in, just saw the fruit, just saw the opportunity, just saw the land flowing with milk and honey, and they just shared good news. Hey, we went in, Moses. And, and it was really good. The fruit is awesome. 
Check out these. Wow, whatever they were. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. This, it's phenomenal. And the land. It's so bountiful and plentiful. God's promise isn't just a promise for another nice, neat bit of land. This is the best part of the earth. The land's ours. Now, there are some people there, and they're taller than we are, but God's with us. So we should go. Let's just cross over now, and let's just take the land as God told us to, because it's ours. Imagine if that's what they spread instead of coming back and reporting a whole lot of butts. So how many butts do you and I have in our life that keep us from our promised land? How many butts do we have that are going to try to stop us possessing in 2016? How many butts do we have that are spread by those around us? Whatever gets spread gets possessed. So to use that Bill Johnson example, this year in 2016, in Mount Clear Church, when we're pressing in, really pressing in, pressing in to worship, because that's our first value, yeah, to worship and pursue him, will you honour the point or will you back off? Because... What we spread, we possess. And if we want to possess something that's supernatural in our midst, that's what we have to spread. That's what we have to talk about. That's what we have to step into. And that which we spread gets possessed amongst all of us. Numbers 14, I'll show you how, how this works. Because whatever gets spread gets possessed. This is really powerful stuff and we need to understand it. Because so many of us have lived lives where we know that there's more for us. Yeah? We know that God has more in store for us, but we just don't feel like we're getting it. So we need to grab hold of this. Numbers 14, 1 to 4. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. You're very quiet out there today. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted amongst themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. The whole community... One to two million people were affected by ten. By ten. Ten people who gave a negative report, who came with all of their butts, they all now started complaining. Can you imagine a couple of million people complaining? I mean, I don't cope at home when my son Samuel complains. Like, seriously. True, Samuel? Do I like it? No. And if it's both of them at the same time, I'm like, oh, wow, they just found that switch, you know? This, the switch where you go from, you know, calm, collected, to not so calm, not so collected, just before the next switch to the run out of the house before I kill you, you know? Does anyone have that switch or is it just me? Probably just me. These 10, these 10, because of their butts, 
one to two million people are complaining, complaining, complaining. Only two were in favour. Yet what got spread got possessed. So by the time we reach chapter 14 in Numbers here, the whole community had possessed those butts. Started with 10 men. By chapter 14, every single, bar two, yeah? Every single one was complaining. Let us die. We could have died. Take us back. They had now possessed what got spread in their midst. And right there in that place, they missed the very promise that God had for them. God had to change Moses to Joshua. And for you and me, sometimes we've got to change the camp that we're in so we don't end up possessing the butts and living outside of what God has for us. Otherwise, we'll never cross into our promise. That's why, that's why gossip in church is so toxic. In any church, in any country, yeah, in any language, in any denomination, that's why it's so toxic. Because when you gossip, when you talk down about something, when you're speaking negatively about something, in fact, when we allow the negative talk around us, we're robbing ourselves and those people with the ability to step into the promise because what gets spread gets possessed, yeah? A friend of mine, a pastor in Western Australia, Dave Ryder, said this recently. He said, never underestimate the ability of the minority to steal the promise of the majority. Never underestimate the ability of the minority still to steal the promise of the majority because whatever gets spread gets possessed. So when we spend time together this year, because together is the word that God gave me, gave us, gave for, a, for us as a church, the word, the theme for this year is together, for 2016. Are we speaking life into each other? Are we speaking to each other about the things of God? Will we build each other up? I mean, that's why the Bible says, I mean, yeah, I'm starting to understand that I think Daddy knows what he's doing. And I actually think that he knows what he's talking about. Jude, in verse 20 of Jude, it says, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in the most holy faith. Why? Because what you spread gets possessed. What you allow to be spread in your hearing is what you will possess. So, hey, build each other up. Then it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Why? Because as you encourage each other, what gets spread in your life is what you'll possess. There are too many people walking around that have got such a negative attitude about life and themselves. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not smart enough. I'll never get that job. I'll never have that car. Because all that gets spoken about in the life is the very thing that they possess. But instead, we should be speaking something different. So when we get together, whether it's over coffee or, or dinner or, or, or even tea or, or a movie, whatever it might be, it should be like, you know, hey... Eli, you're great. I mean, this morning was God's word for him. But it started with me looking at him thinking, wow, he's come such a long way. See, when you start to speak life into people, God starts to show you how he, he sees them. It should be, Laurie, you're awesome. The work that you do at your house, you're phenomenal. I wish I could do that, yeah? Like, even Grace, your paintings are magnificent. They're just glorious. I can't wait to come and have a coffee on your new machine in your home. You know, like, whatever it is. 
I mean, that's what we should be doing with one another. It should be like, hey, Matt, dude, your hair, I wish I had hair as good as your hair. Whatever it might be, but we should be building each other up. It should be, Mick, you look fantastic in those glasses, dude. They are sexy trendy, yeah? Like we should be saying stuff to build each other up because what gets spread in our hearing is what we're going to possess. Now, if you do that, I guarantee you the person that you speak those words over will come away feeling like Superman or if you're a female, Wonder Woman or if you're confused, Batman. You know, like, you know, well, because in the cartoons now you've got Batgirl, you've got all sorts of like it's please, you know. But they'll come away feeling like so empowered that they can do all things in Christ. So rather people saying, you'll never do that, you fail there, you weren't as smart as the other person, you know what, you are just who God wants you to be. You're just as beautiful as you need to be because that's how God made you perfectly. And you know the job you're going to go for? That's yours. And if you don't get it, man, what a mistake they made. They missed out. It means that God's got something bigger and better for you. Speak life. So when stuff doesn't go right, because nothing goes right in life sometimes, there's peaks and troughs, even if we don't get that great job or we have that car accident, we can walk away and say, you know what, tomorrow's another day. God's still with me. He still loves me. I'm still right in him. There's a better job. There's more money. I've got great friends, wonderful family. We've got to speak life and life and life and life because whatever gets spread gets possessed. Who remembers when we had the team from the School of Supernatural Life here a couple of years ago? Now, just to put it out there, there is a chance that we're going to have them this year. It's only going to be for a one day, one night, okay, because their time is limited. But just to let you know, somewhere in March, yeah. Anyway, so when they were here last, Kristen Clemens, one of the girls that was here, lovely girl, she recently put this on Facebook. Brilliant, brilliant insight. I find it interesting that when we die, only good things are spoken about us. Words carefully chosen and honour is always given. I wonder what would happen if we chose to honour the living and only spoke the best of each other while we're still walking around. How great could we become? She wrote that and my answer to her, because this is what God was downloading to me, is whatever gets spread gets possessed. Yeah, you go, girl. That's awesome. What a great thought. Because what we're going to speak about over the lives of people, that's the attitude that we're changing. They're the atmospheres that are shifting. And so when we speak good stuff and right stuff and God stuff, that's what you and I possess. You know, the Israelites didn't possess their promise and it was their fault. It was their fault. They listened to the ten. They allowed it to spread. Moses, as the leader, allowed it to spread. And one or two million people walked around like sheep for 40 years. Could you imagine? Around the same land, the same mountain. I know there was no GPS back then, but, you know, heaven forbid, it's there. Get over the other side. You know, I love this church. I love Mount Clear Church of Christ. And I'll say something controversial because people always say, I can't say it, so I'll say it. This is the best church. 
Wait, let me, let's get it on record. Make sure we record it. This, Mount Clear Church of Christ, is the best church. Are there other churches that are bigger? Yes. Are there other churches that are probably better than us? Probably. Are there churches that do stuff better than us? Probably. Are there churches that have more comfortable seats? Probably. But for me, this is the best church. I love the people in our church. I love the spirit in this church. I love the presence of God in this place in our worship. I love it when it's tangible and I love it when it's not. I love the gold dust when it's there and I love it when it's not. I love Grace's painting when I like them and I like her painting even when I don't. This is the best church. So in 2016, how are you going to talk about this church, Mount Clear Church of Christ? What will you say about it in your homes, with your family, amongst your friends? What will you say about this church? Because what gets spread gets possessed. Imagine if there's a hundred people all over Ballarat just saying, Mount Clear is the best church. Oh, we heard this. No, Mount Clear. I'm telling you, you'll never find a church like Mount Clear in Ballarat. There's not even one. You can't say that. What about all the others? Go to the others and they should be saying the same thing about themselves, yeah? Because what we spread is going to get possessed. Who are you going to spend time with in 2016? You know, I love spending time with different people in Mount Clear, in our church. In fact, I love spending time with, with all of you. But there are particular people I have the privilege of spending extra time with. I love spending time with Roscoe. I love spending time with Trevor and with Rob. And he's not here today. I love spending time with Dave. I love the occasional time with Luke. We don't do enough of it. I love spending time with all of you. But there are particular people that I just have the privilege of spending extra time with. And why do I love it? Because when we spend time together, yes, we laugh about life. You know, we we talk about stuff like cars or my four-wheel drive that's just awesome and better than any Toyota on the road. You know, and that's generally the response I get. Like, like I, you know, we, we talk about coffee and the types of coffee and we do all of that. But we build each other up and we talk about the things of God and we talk about what God's challenging us with and we talk about Daddy's heart, you know, the Papa's love for us. And so I come away inspired because what gets spread gets possessed. If you're spending time with someone and you come away and you, you, you had a nice time but you're still feeling flat on the inside, that's because what got spread got possessed, yeah? So who will you be close to in 2016? Only two men gave a good report. Joshua was one of them. And I reckon, I reckon Joshua learned something from it. I would hope we all learn something when God shows us stuff. But Joshua chapter 1 from verse 10. Joshua learned something here. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord the God is giving you. Now last week I said that for us to possess our promise, for us to possess what Papa has for us, we need Joshua type people in our lives. Now look what Joshua does here. He remembered what happened with Moses. He lived through the consequence of all of that. And so what does he do? 
he gets his officers to go around the camp and to spread the word of what's about to go down. You see what he does? He gets them to spread the word of all that's about to happen. He's declaring the miracle amongst the people. Hey, by the way, go out, tell the people we're about to cross the river. What do you mean cross? we're about to cross the river? God's going to stop the waters again. We're going to walk over on dry land. Let them know it's happening in three days. Quick, 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 quick. Go tell them we're about to cross into the promise. Go do it. We're about to cross into the promise. I'm not talking about the rock. I'm not, just go tell them we're about to step into the promise. I'm not talking about how you were sick once. You're about to step into the promise. I'm not talking about how someone passed away in your life, but you're about to step into the promise. Just go tell people they're about to step in the promise. He declares it. He spreads the promise. Because whatever gets spread gets possessed. He spreads the promise. What did they possess? The promise. The river stopped. They walked into dry land. They eventually take it, don't they? It gets better. So he's learnt, he's learnt, he's learnt. If I can spread the right stuff, we'll possess the right stuff. Now, in Joshua chapter 2, verse 1, he's learnt even more. This guy's cluey. He's a smart, he's a smart cookie. I mean, the scripture that we read earlier, earlier, says, hey, Joshua, I'm about to make you into a great leader. Yeah, a great leader. This is how some of his greatness starts to pour out. Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at the Acacia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of the prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. Joshua sends out only two. When Moses sent out 12, there was only two that came back with a good report. There were 10 that were who knows what was wrong with them. So Joshua says, I'm not making the same mistake Moses is going to. I'm going to carefully pick two people full of faith and I'm going to send them out to spy the land before us. He learned something. You see, the more serious you are about crossing over into your 2016, into your promised land, the more serious you are about possessing the promise that Papa has for you, then I want to suggest the more focused and selective we become with who comes and we allow to come and we allow to travel in our life. Now, I'm not saying, please hear me, I'm not saying cut off family and cut off friends. That's not what I'm saying. How else will they see Jesus unless they see Jesus in us and through us? But what I am saying is that, and I want to suggest that we need to be more focused and selective you know, with those that come to us, yeah? those that travel with us those that speak into our lives. Joshua learned something and he chose carefully before sending anyone out. You know, some of us in churches everywhere have more friends outside of the church than inside of the church. For some, that's a good thing because that means they've got a harvest. You know, they've got a, a whole field to harvest. But when it's those people that are the ones that are speaking into your life and giving you advice and giving you direction, what gets spread gets possessed. Yeah? So that, that's why we've even taught here at Mount Clear that, that choosing a mentor is important. It's a really big, it's a big decision because if you've got a heart to heal, you know, you've got a heart, you, wanna, you want God to use you as a healer and you want to heal people. 
But the people speaking in your life don't really believe in healing for today. You know, go to the doctor, you're really sick. Yeah, that stuff doesn't work. Their lives are together. They've got great marriages, they've got great businesses, but they don't really believe in healing. But your heart is for God to use you as a healer. What gets spread in your life, you're going to possess. You may love worship. So you choose a mentor whose marriage is brilliant, whose children are sublime. But you know what? Worship for them is like pulling teeth. Oh my goodness, I can't spend more than five minutes. Do you really do that? So they don't have the same heart that you have. What gets spread over your life is going to get possessed. You've got to be so smart in grabbing a mentor because they need to, they're the ones that will speak into where you want to go. They're the ones that will speak into the very promise that God's giving you and what gets spread, whatever gets spread, gets possessed. Last week I said it's time. It's time to cross over. It's time to be intentional because the wrong people in our lives may help us abort our promise. That's reality of it all, isn't it? The wrong people in our lives may help us to abort the very promise that God has for us. Now, at the end of the day, if you're tired of walking around the same mountain from 2015, then we need to be more intentional in 2016. We may need to be more selective, yeah? To be more focused on who we are and where we're going and who we're going to allow to walk closely with us? Who are we going to allow to speak into our lives? Because what gets spread gets possessed. And if you've got a thought now that didn't exist before, look at those that are circling around you that you're camped with. So it only took 10 to ruin it for one to two million people, yeah? Why don't we stand? Ollie, can I have the keys? And I'm thinking that second song, whatever it's called. The second song. It's called the second song. <laughs> Who are you going to allow to speak into your life? Moses people or Joshua people? Because whatever gets spread gets possessed. Let's face it, whatever comes out of their mouths... That's the atmosphere that's created in their presence. Whatever comes out of their mouths, that's what we're going to possess. You know, this year, God wants you in 2016 to step into your promise. And it's going to be tough at times because the water is going to feel like it's not moving. But it's stopped just up yonder. He wants you to have a sound mind. He doesn't want you to struggle with anxiety doesn't want you to struggle with depression. He wants you to have joy and joy that is complete and full. That he wants you to have a great relationship that those in the community can look to and think, man, I want one like that. He wants your business to succeed. He wants you to have success in your workplace, in your schools, in your university. He wants you to have honouring families and loving children. 
He wants you free from drugs and pornography and alcohol. See, Papa wants the best for you. Moses couldn't carry all that God had placed in his heart. The promise on Mo- that, that God shared with Moses was so heavy that God himself had to raise up people so that they could try to carry it. But Joshua and his people were different. They answered, Joshua, we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us. We will obey just as we obeyed Moses and may the Lord your God be with us as he was with him. Anyone who rebels against you, your orders and does not obey your words and everything you command will be put to death. So be strong and courageous. Joshua, people are different. They don't need God to pep them up. They're just there to pep you up. They're there to help you carry your promise in the same way that you're there to help someone else carry theirs. Joshua, people will be willing and willingly will help you carry all that God has placed in your heart. So for 2016, what will you decide? What will you reach for? Who will you allow to be close to you this year? Will you help to abort the promises God has for you? Or will you cross over into all that God has for you? Because whatever gets spread gets possessed. Why don't we all just close our eyes for a moment? And can I have the worship team, please? Is that okay? Apart from what anyone else may tell you, our God is looking for worshippers. John, in chapter 4, it's written that God, Jesus says that he's looking for worshippers. Not worship, but worshippers. Because we can bring a sacrifice of praise to the altar. We can bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the altar. But you will never find in the Bible where it calls worship a sacrifice. Do you know why? Because when you truly worship, you become the sacrifice. You're not bringing a sacrifice. You are the sacrifice. And this year, as you step into those waters, it's going to require you being a sacrifice, putting yourself out there, making a stand for things that you thought you could never make a stand for, carrying things that you thought were lost. But God wants you to cross over and possess the promised land. So while we sing this song, I'm going to ask you to worship, to be the worship, to become the sacrifice. I'm going to suggest that you come to the altar and give it all to God and start putting things in place for 2016. Start thinking about those that are in your life and those that could and should be in your life. The things that are being spread over you right now and what you truly would like to possess. And we want to sing over that. We want to pray into that. We want to declare God's goodness in that. 
Because the promise that God has for you is for you, to work through you for those around you. Amen. So let's worship. This one. Standing here in your presence, in a grace so relentless, I am one. My perfect love, wrapped within the arms of heaven, in a peace that lasts forever, sinking deep in Some of you are thinking right now, man, I would love to have people that speak into my life like that. I would love to have people that can carry the promise with me, that would carry the promise for me, that would come alongside me. I would love to have people that would spread what I need to hear so that I can possess it. Then look around the room today. Those people are here right now. But some of us need to make a tough call with who we're listening to, with who we're hearing from. And maybe you don't have the courage to make that call. Then come forward. Allow God to just to 
bless you, to fill you with the courage that you need. Even Joshua needed to be told over and over, be strong and courageous to reach where you need to go in 2016. You're going to have to be strong and courageous. If you don't have that courage, then come to the front right now. Come on. What do you want to see in 2016? What do you want to possess this year? Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry to know you all my life. Love so deep is what you know. What gets spread gets possessed. What gets spread gets possessed. Come on, Mount Clear. What gets spread gets possessed. You are my one desire. Lord, hear my only cry to know you all. 